0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Magnolia's First. To learn more, visit m1bc.org. I'm glad that someone laughed at that because I feel like that is so funny. Like every time I see it, it just cracks me up. and It's funny because I, I was talking with Seth about this and I think that he intentionally made this bumper funny because the sermon series is so difficult. And we've been talking about... Roadblocks to our Christian faith, and and I'm excited to be here with you this morning. These past two weeks, if you've not been here, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Bill have kind of started this series talking about two different aspects of forgiveness. Uh, Week one, Pastor Daniel talked about how we have to uh, we have this roadblock of forgiving ourselves, and that guilt can be become this roadblock that keeps us from moving forward in our spiritual journey. And he used this idea that we know we're guilty a lot of times because we know the truth about ourselves. Like we, we know the real us. The, when we lay our head on the pillow at night, we know the thoughts in our minds and the thoughts in our hearts. And so we can become our own worst enemies. We can become our biggest letdowns. And then if guilt is not uh, or goes unchecked, that we end up trying to prove ourselves to everyone. We try to end up proving our proving ourselves to the people around us. And uh, last week, Pastor Milk talked about this idea of forgiving others, uh, and he he had this amazing kind of understanding that he talked about that roadblocks and a lot of these roadblocks we're talking about in this series they're really self inflicted. That we're the ones that put them in place because we're unwilling to deal with the difficult things in our lives, and so we ignore them. And so his focus was that. Unforgiveness can chain us to the past. It can poison our present and ultimately destroy our futures and and keep us from doing what the Lord wants us to do. And, And he challenged us with this idea that if we have unforgiveness in our lives, that we should stop everything we're doing and we should go and make that thing right. And so over the next few weeks, Pastor Jesse and Pastor Seth are going to talk about Fear of the unknown, or a roadblock of the unknown, and the roadblock of self centeredness. But I want to be really honest with you all today. I feel extremely inadequate to be teaching today. Because I'm teaching on the roadblock of pride. And literally, this whole week, as I'm putting this sermon together, I'm thinking through how I'm feeling about it and how I feel that it's coming together and how God has given me these words to say. And It's like any time my mind said, yeah, I feel good about the sermon, my mom would say, oh, you feel good about a sermon on pride. Interesting. And so that has been my struggle this whole week is I feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart, but in my own sinfulness, I want to pat myself on the back and say, hey, good job, Jeff. I'm preparing this sermon on pride. And so that is our our roadblock today. And I've struggled with this my whole life. And if pride goes unchecked in my heart and my life, I can find myself turning into a different person. I'm going to share a quick story. Uh, several years ago now, I'm not going to tell you how long ago, I was hired as a youth pastor here at Magnolias First. And I remember that being a, an incredible season of my life. And we had actually found out that we were pregnant with Everly and We ended up getting our first home, and so a lot of really cool stuff was happening. But I also remember how prideful that made me. I would literally go around and everyone that I saw, everyone that I met were like, hey, you know what? I'm a pastor now. Yeah, aren't I amazing? See, there's there's nothing wrong with being proud of being a pastor. I'm proud to be a pastor. But the truth was, I was making me being hired as a pastor all about me. I was focusing on, well, it's about time that they hired me. I'm just amazing. Like I've sacrificed so much for this church and all all of this stuff. They, They should be glad to have me as their youth pastor. Now, that doesn't sound arrogant or prideful at all. But the truth was that I wasn't focusing on the graciousness and goodness of God. I was making it about me not about God. So what I want you to know today, uh, anytime you hear me say something convicting or hard to hear or like I'm stepping on your toes or anything like that, I want you to have the visual picture in your mind that I am sitting right there hearing everything I'm saying. Because this sermon is as much for me, if not more, than it is for those of you that are hearing. Because I know that I'm my own worst enemy. I know that I struggle with pride. And so our big idea for today is this, is that pride is the roadblock of self. That we put ourselves in front of everyone else and everything else and we become the roadblock to our spiritual journey. So if you're a Christ follower in this room today, this message in this series really is primarily for you. That there are various roadblocks that can keep us from growing closer In our faith. If you're not a Christ follower and you're here today or you're watching online, I pray that you just would hear this truth. And if maybe you want to take that next step of faith and hear a little bit more about what it means to be a Christ follower, we'll have the table here, uh, either here or over there, and you can come and talk to us after the sermon. So, what I want to do is really, pride can be a good thing. Because for me, when my daughters took their first steps, I was pride, I was proud of them. I'm proud to be a pastor here at this church. I'm proud to be a part of this church. But do you see the difference? That is pride in someone else, not proud of me, not proud of what I can do. So I want you to wanna, uh, read James chapter 4, verse 6 today. And we're going to come back to this verse, this section of Scripture at the end. But I really want this to kind of be uh, the focal point of our whole message. and So you can follow on the screen behind me, or if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4. And this is what it says. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Say, I want this verse to be our focus point today. And really, if you just read that or just saw that on the screen, that verse should scare you. Because I know for me, this verse scares me because what it is saying is that when we let pride creep into our lives and when pride goes unchecked, we kind of unknowingly put ourselves in opposition to God the creator of all things, the the all-powerful, the all-knowing. We are putting ourselves on the opposite side of God when pride goes unchecked in our lives. And I don't know about you, but that's not a place I want to be. And that is not a place you should want to be either. So I want this verse to kind of be the focal point of our message today. And so, what I want to do is, I, I want to kind of give us a few dangers that we can find in this roadblock of pride. And there are, there are many, many roadblocks to pride. There, there are many things that we can address and we can talk about today. You know, the, the old verse that we always talk about, the pride comes before the fall. We're actually not even going to talk about that today. We're going to make it more simple than that. So, what I want to do is, I want to focus on three areas that I believe are the biggest roadblocks to us moving forward in our walks with Christ. And then I'm going to end with how we overcome that. And it's a lot more simple than you may think. So danger number one, pride keeps us from asking for help. Pride keeps us from asking for help. One of the most devastating outcomes of pride is it leaves us isolated. It leaves us all alone because pride is keeping us from asking for help. And so we get in this place where we don't want to ask for help because if we have to ask for help, then people will know the truth about us. Well, I have this issue in my life that I'm unwilling to tell everyone about because if they know the truth about me, what will they think? What will they say, what will they do if they know I have this issue? And so pride keeps us in this state of really trying to keep up appearances. And then we try to let everyone know that we have everything under control and there's not a single struggle in our lives and aren't we just so good and great and we post our beautiful family picture on Instagram and Facebook and we move on. But inside we know the truth, that there's something that's destroying us but we're unwilling to ask help. I man, I want people to know that I have it all together. And this is something that I struggled with. Literally yesterday, my wife and I got in a fight because I did the yard work all by myself and didn't ask for help. She goes, well, you didn't have to do it by yourself. Yeah, I know, but I wanted to. And I did it during the middle of the day, which was done. And it was really hot. But I didn't ask for help. And something so small like that So we end up being isolated and all alone. There's a a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, and I just love this kind of word picture, this imagery that we get from Ecclesiastes. This is what it says. Two are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I just love this verse because it shows us that we don't have to be alone that we literally were created for each other and created for community. And so we need people in our lives that are holding us accountable. We need people in our lives that are speaking into us and telling us and showing us the sin or the areas that we need to watch out for. Because pride can make us blind to the truth about ourselves. And just like this verse said, if we stand back to back, We will not be confident. But if we're alone, we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble. And that is where the the roadblock of pride becomes so devastating. So the truth is is that we will never move forward in our spiritual journey if we're not asking for help. If we're not saying, you know what, there's, there's this area of my life that I need help with. Please come alongside me. Lock arms with me and help me through this. Number two, and trust me, my toes are going to be stepped on. So it's okay if yours are. Pride keeps us measuring ourselves against others and not Jesus. Let that rest on you for a second. Pride will make it where we are comparing ourselves to everyone else around us and not Jesus. The truth is, I am not your measuring stick. If you look to me to be your measuring stick, your life is going to look really good a lot of the times. For me and everyone in here, Pastor Ed and Pastor Larry and Pastor Milt and Jesse and Seth, all us pastors, we are not your measuring stick. Because we will let you down time and time again. But Jesus, He is our measurements. That's what's so beautiful about the cross is that God, when He created us, He knew that we were not going to be able to do it. He knew that we were not going to be able to measure up to the standard of Jesus. And that is why the cross is so wonderful and so beautiful. I want to jump to uh, Philippians chapter two, and as I'm reading this, this is the measuring stick. This is kind of what we should look like as Christ's followers. And as you go through it, you can check off the boxes in your mind of the things that you fall short at, or you could say, you know what, I don't measure up. So this is the the measuring stick that we should look toward. It says. Chapter 2, verse 1. If there is any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit, are your hearts tender and compassionate, then make me truly by, make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with one another, with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress other, others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. This whole scripture, this whole passage is painting this picture that it's not about us. It's about those that are around us. And so pride keeps us in the state of looking at others As the enemy, I have to look better than this person so that people will like me. Because here's the truth every one of us in this room, you can find someone that's worse off than you are. Well, at least I'm not that person. I have a lot of things wrong in my life that I'm not willing to deal with, but that person's way worse than me. So if that person's your standard, then you're doing right, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. But when Jesus is their standard, we're like, "Um, I've got nothing. Thank God for the cross. Because his standard is the only standard that matters. So I want you to think about this passage. Where do you fall short? Where do you add up? Where do you need to work on just walk over and say, ah, well, I'll deal with that later. Let that truth ring in your heart. Because here's the truth. If I were to continue today, which I'm not going to because we don't have a lot of time, but if you want to go home today and really think about this sermon in context to what it's talking about, read verses 5 through 11. Because this whole passage is all about Jesus being the standard. And what did Jesus do? He gave up his position in heaven, came down, To be a servant of all. The scripture says that he became a slave and died a criminal's death on the cross. That is our measuring stick. Lay your lives down for those around you. Not make your life look better than those around you. Humble yourself before the Lord. Pride is this roadblock of self. So don't give in to the lie. You don't have to give in to the lie. Each other, the people around you, they are not your measurements. So if you want to move forward in your spiritual journey, then it starts with Jesus being your measurements. Danger number three. Pride robs God of His glory. Pride robs God of his glory. This is by far the most devastating and dangerous of all of these that I've spoken about today. Because it can happen without us even realizing it. Slowly but surely, we're just going about our day and we find ourselves making everything about us. Like, well, aren't I great? But the truth is, is that everything that you have from God. Every single thing that you have materially is from God. Every talent, every skill, every passion in your heart is from God. But so quickly we take the passion, we take the blessings, we take the position that God has given us, and we say, I'm not amazing. Or we do something. And we let everyone know that we did it. Man, did you see how I just did that? Aren't I great? Remember, I'm talking to myself here, guys. I'm talking to myself this entire message. I want to turn to Isaiah chapter 42. And I love this verse because it just destroys us in the best of ways. Or Isaiah chapter 42, we're going to start with verse 6. And I want you to take note that every time God is talking about himself, and then I want you to take note of how he relates that to us. That will make sense here in a second. I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you and I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with you. And then, and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons. With verse 8, but remember, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not share my glory with any, nor share my praise with carved images or carved idols. That verse should devastate you. Because it is very clear. God will not share his glory with anything or any one. But I love if you walk through it, it's just this idea that God is giving us all these things and God is giving us all these tasks and and God is allowing us to partner with him to bring about setting setting captives free, to bring about releasing people, setting in darkness. This scripture wasn't written specifically to us, but the most amazing thing is that is what being a Christ follower is. That we come under the leadership. We come under the worship of God. And he uses us in ways to bring and set captives free. This, This passage couldn't be more clear. It couldn't be more clear that everything is about God. And he wants to use us to make his name great. But far too often we take the gifts God has given us and we make it about ourselves. We rob God of the glory that is only meant for him. God wants to use our gifts. He wants to use us in a way that will set captives free. So think about it. How foolish is it? To use the things that were given to you by God to make your name great. And how foolish would it be of me to say, God, aren't I just amazing because you gave me everything that I have, but aren't I just so great? No, it's about having the correct perspective, the correct understanding. Because He is the only one that is worthy and deserving of our praise. So the question that's probably on your mind right now is how do I conquer pride in my life? Maybe you're sitting there and saying, you know what, Jeff, this message isn't for me. I don't have a pride issue in my life. Maybe you should think twice. But maybe you're sitting there and saying, you know what, Jeff, I do have this pride in my life. I do have this roadblock and I keep hitting it every time I want to move forward in my relationship with God. What is the answer I want to jump back to James chapter 4. Then we're going to read verse 6 through its completion. Oh, verse, sorry, uh, verse 6 to 10. It says, As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Verse 10 Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. So you're like, that's not a very fun verse, Jeff. I don't want to cry and have sorrow and I just want to kind of be happy and joyful all the time. So the answer to the question, how do we conquer pride, is that we would humble ourselves before the Lord and turn from our sin. You know, that's kind of simple, don't you think? That's the point. When I, whenever I say humble yourself before the Lord, I'm not saying this uh, fake humility where we say, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so humble and, and I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm humbling myself before the Lord and and nothing's changed." No, what I'm saying is get gut level honest with yourselves about the sin in your life to the point where you are sorrowful and you are grieving your sinfulness and you repent, you wash your hands clean, you realize that your loyalty is divided between the world and God. It's time to get honest with yourselves first and foremost. Honest with those around us, your friends, those you're walking your, your Christian life with. And then last, to get honest with God maybe for those in this room that you're not a Christ follower yet this is where you need to kind of stop and say you know I know a lot of Christians that don't live the way that this says right here and I don't want to have anything to do with them or God because of those people I'm sorry for this I'm sorry for the way Christians sometimes can make everything about us my challenge to you is give God a chance Maybe for you, stop and pray and say, God, is this whole Christianity thing real? Maybe come up and talk to us afterwards. There's an interesting line that that I want to go back to very briefly because I think it's a pretty significant roadblock in our spiritual journey. James says that your loyalty is divided between God and the world. I feel like pride is at its worst when we become more concerned with what people around us think than we do about God. we become more concerned with what people say, think, and do towards us than we do about God. And I want to be honest with you. When I'm done with this sermon today, there is going to be a voice in the back of my mind that's been patting my back and saying, Good job, Jeff. You did a great sermon on pride today. And I'm going to unintentionally look for your praise. And I'm going to want want you guys to pat me on the back and say, Jeff, that was a great message today. Good job. And if that goes unchecked in my heart and goes unchecked in my life, I will slowly become more concerned with what you think about me and what you think about my sermon than what God thinks about me. And in the future, what that can turn into is me telling you things that sound really good But God doesn't approve of it. We can so quickly and easily become more concerned with what people think about us than what God thinks about us. So what I want to do is I want to leave us with a, a few next step challenges that, that my prayer will, will help you apply this message to your life and will help you walk out of this idea of humbling ourselves before the Lord. So our first next step challenge is this, is that you would draw near to the Lord and humble yourselves. If God opposes the proud, then the only answer is we would humble ourselves before the Lord and draw near to Him. We would come close to Him. The truth is we need to draw near to the Lord. We need to humble ourselves. And that can look like many different things. But what I want to what I want to challenge you with is that your prayer life would change. That we would have the correct perspective of what it means to draw near to the Lord. And I just have a couple of, uh, for instance, prayers that you could pray, a couple of different ways that you could flesh this out in your spiritual walk. So you should regularly be praying to God things that sound similar to this. God. Everything that I have is yours. May I use those things for your glory today. It is extremely hard to be prideful when you are humbling yourself in the Lord and saying, God, everything in me, everything I have, every material possession, every gift I possess is from you. Can I please use that for your glory? And may you forgive me when I don't. Next, pray something like this. God, how can I give you glory today through my actions and my attitude? God, what in my life has become more about me and less about you? Last, we can pray something that sounds like this. God, have I become more concerned with what people think about me than what you think about me? See, when we have this perspective, when we have this attitude, everything changes. Because we are falling underneath the leadership and authority of God saying, God, what in my life is offensive to you? How do I get rid of these things? Not, hey, God, I've got it all together. Go, go work on those other people that have it so much worse than me. Because right now, I'm good. I'm good. That is pride at its worst. Second, probably the more difficult of the two, wash your hands clean from sin. Guys, it's time to get gut level honest with ourselves. It's time to get honest about the pride and the arrogance in our lives. It's time to get honest about comparing yourselves to other people. It's time to get honest and just say, God, forgive me of my sin. So what I want you to do today, tonight, today, tonight, whatever the case may be, before your head hits the pillow and your eyes closed, I would challenge you to go off by yourself and get honest with God and say, God, I have a pride issue. Will you help me get it under control? And like I said earlier, if you're sitting there like, well, I don't have a pride issue, and this sermon's really not for me, that is your clue that you have a pride issue. Because the truth is, every single one of us, on varying scales, have have a pride issue. That is what is so dangerous about this, is that we don't even know it's there sometimes. And we disguise it as religious activity in a spiritual life. We disguise it as, well, I do my quiet time every single day. Do you do your quiet time every single day? Do you not see that that's prideful? You're comparing your spiritual life to someone else's. It's not about that. It's about comparing your life to God and realizing how vastly you fall short. And say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. It's time to confess our sins. It's time to draw close to the Lord. Maybe for you, that just simple. It could be as simple as walking away from your family tonight, or maybe driving home with the radio off and saying, "God, will You show me the pride in my life? Will You show me the areas in my life that are disobedient to You? Will You show me before it's too late? Because pride can sneak up." and it can attack without us even realizing it. So my challenge to you guys is do the hard work now. Get honest with yourselves. Get honest with some people around you. Say, hey, look, can you hold me accountable to this? His pride is just out of control in my heart and life. And nobody knows it. Because I've put on a good front for so long. Will you help me with cannot go through this life alone. It can't happen. It won't happen. Until we deal with this roadblock of pride, until we understand that we have a pride issue, we will never move forward in our spiritual journey. It just won't happen. We'll keep running up against it over and over and over again and wondering why we don't have a closer relationship with God. It's because you have become God in your life and everything revolves around you. So let's deal with this pride. Let's deal with this roadblock together and see what God can do in our lives. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you right now, Lord, and I just want us to humble ourselves before you, God. Lord, not in a fake way, God, but in a gut-level honest way, and be real with you, maybe for the first time in a very long time. Forgive me of my pride, my arrogance. love you, we just need you so desperately. I pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you guys. Have a great week, and I love you. Bye.